All right, church. Good morning. Good morning. If you don't know me, my name is Van. Uh, I just want to say hey to the Bald Brothers out there. I respect you. Make sure you're keeping that scalp moisturized, all right? See you out there. You got to keep it moisturized. The skin. <laughs> all right. So we're going to be in, as you can see, we're continuing in our joyful series. We're in week two, all right? And we're going to be in the book of Philippians in chapter two. And in the beginning of this chapter, uh, Paul is teaching us about how we should treat each other in our relationships, you know, how to love and respect each other. Now, it's easier said than done, but we can be empowered by the Holy Spirit to love and respect each other. Amen? Amen. Um, so, you know, this past season is, is we're in 2021 and, you know, when COVID hit, uh, it, uh, it uh, forced me to, to work from home. But that's okay. You know, I'm not, I'm not too uh, mad about that just because I can wake up, get on the computer and do what I need to do. Uh, but a, a real special perk about that is I get to stay home and be next to my family. You know, especially uh, my little kids. You know, I don't have to uh, go into the lab. Uh, but the thing is, is because I'm staying home, I'm, I'm starting to hear things that I wouldn't normally hear or see things that, you know, I wouldn't normally experience if I was at work, you know? Uh, you know, kids are, kids are so, so special. They can show us uh, what, what these awesome traits that we can have as, as human beings. So, uh, for instance, like uh, last week, um, my daughter, she, she had some candy, and she had a little bit more than her, her bigger brother. So uh, she learned that the next time she was going to get to eat her candy that her big brother wouldn't have any. So out of the kindness of her heart, she decided she wanted to share with her brother so he wouldn't, uh, uh, so he could enjoy it with her. I was like, oh man, that's, that's so sweet. That's such a sweet thing to do. And, and then I was, I was like, man, I would never do that for my sister. <laughs> never. If she ate her candy, too bad. I was going to eat all of mine, you know? And so on the other hand, uh, in, in about, I think, uh, a month or two ago, we're kind of in the mall as soon as it opens up. And, and you know, from his Christmas money and everything, my... My, uh, my oldest, my son, uh, he, he has some spare money and he just decides he wants to bless his little sister. He just wants to uh, buy her a toy. And I was like, oh man. Wow, the, the, the heart on that, that, that young man. You know? And, and Naomi and I are proud of our children. I, I tell you again, I would never do that for my sister. I would never. I mean, there was one Christmas when I was small and, you know, how, how, how your parents give you a little bit of money if you want to buy a gift. And I ended up buying her magnets because I wanted to play with them. <laughs> magnets. Uh, at the time, I just thought they were cool, I guess. 
So when she opened the gift, she knew immediately. It was like, you know, she was mad at me for it. Anyways, I, I wanted to play with those magnets, but uh, kids are so special. They, uh, they show us these awesome traits, you know, but let some time pass by. And all of a sudden, they're at odds with each other. You know, I'm working out here, Nate! Or I hear, catch you, yeah, catch you, yeah, ow, mm. And I'm like, what's going on? You know? Uh, so they can be at, in, in such great unity and harmony, and, and they got each other's back, and they're looking out for each other. But in a split second, all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're annoying each other. They're, they're telling on, on someone. They're, they're punching the, the other person. I think some of you can, can relate as I see some of the laughter. But how can we protect the joy in our relationships? If in a quick second we could just be broken and divisive in them. Well, Paul is going to teach us how to do so in verses 1 through 11. So let's read together. Verse 1. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are our hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the very name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, when I was studying uh, this text today, Two things popped out at me uh, from verse one. Uh, two points. The first one is we need to be comforted by the Father's love. And when we are comforted by his love, we then experience true love. The same love that we're supposed to be exhibiting when we rub el elbows with each other. How can we comfort if we have not been comforted? How can we effecti effectively comfort the broken if we have not allowed God 
to comfort us in our own brokenness. Protecting the joy in our relationship all starts with a relationship with the triune God. Because when we come into relationship with God, He brings healing. He brings comfort. He redeems us. So it all starts there. Point number two, are our hearts tender and filled with compassion? Now it's easier said than done, but with the Holy Spirit, we can be empowered to love and respect each other. We can allow the Holy Spirit to convict us of our actions and our words. We need God to come in and look into the dark places of our heart and cut away those dead and hardened places. We need God to come in and soften and revive and breathe new life into places that were dead. We need his compassion. So how we conduct ourselves in our relationships, it can be a good measure of how much love is truly in us. Or I can say this, how much Christ is really Lord of our lives. See, this scripture is not only encouraging, it not only teaches us what to do, but it's very introspective. It causes the reader to look deep within and see, am I loving my neighbor? Am I putting others before myself sometimes? Am I solely thinking about myself? Am I being selfish? You know, there's some questions we can ask ourselves, you know. First, first here's a lighthearted question. I, 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 may, I, I may deal with this sometimes. Okay, man. Do we take the smaller cookie? Do we leave the bigger slice of cake? Do we? No? <laughs> I may deal with that at times, okay? Here's some deeper questions. Can I still have joy with a person that holds a different political view than I do? Let that sink in. A brother or sister of mine that is on the different side of the aisle. You know, in this past season, I've seen so much brokenness and divisiveness in the body because of politics. It should never be. We as Christians first have to remember we belong to a kingdom. that will last for eternity. Eternity. This whole system we see here on earth will one day pass away. Your brother and your sister belong in your family in a kingdom. Don't let differing opinions, don't let media drive a wedge between you and your brother or your sister because of 
politics. We've seen so much brokenness in that. Another deep one for you. Can I still view the person in, 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 a, in, a, view, in a godly way who holds a different theological uh, uh, viewpoint than me? You know, I'm not really talking about the essentials and the core values of Christianity. I'm talking about the, the ones that are at liberty. Just because someone holds a different view than you, all of a sudden you are quarreling. We quarrel about simple things that don't, uh, don't uh, ascribe to salvation. Can we still have joy in those, in those times with our brother and our sister? See, these are some of the things we constantly need to ask ourselves if we're going to protect the joy in our relationships. If we fail the love, it could kill the joy with the very people Jesus demands we love, with his, with, uh, which is each other. We need to be constantly willing for our hearts to be exposed and cleansed by the Father. Psalm 51.10, one of my favorite scriptures. Clean a new... Oh, I'm sorry. Create, create a new heart in me, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Oh God, I just pray just right now that you would do that for us, Lord Father that you would look into our hearts, clean it, remove anything that doesn't belong, and breathe new life into it. Amen. That was all just from verse 1. The Scripture is very rich. I mean, Paul was doing his thing when he was writing this thing. But when we move on from verse 1 into, into the following scriptures, we begin to see a certain theme. Uh, he starts to hone in on a certain character trait that we all need. Paul was pretty much saying, be humble. Be humble. You know, if, if humble was a, was a cologne or perfume, we would try to be spritzing it all over ourselves to hide our pride every single morning before we go out. Verse 3 says this, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. I just want to clarify something right here because when we hear this, uh, we might, we might think, think of it in, a, in the wrong way. Paul is, is not saying you are lesser than anybody. He's not talking about your value as a human being. He's not talking about that. All of us in here were created in the image of God. Man, female, whether old or young, we're all equal. He's not talking about your value. So don't look at yourself as lesser than anybody here on this earth. He's really saying, be considerate. Be considerate. Don't think so highly of yourself. Be kind as to put others' needs before your own. Now, there's some uh, complexity to that because uh, we can't just go around putting everyone's needs before your own. 
Like, for example, you can't just put a stranger's needs before your families unless the Lord told you to do so. And this is big for the husbands in here. Don't put everything before your wife. You'll find out real quick how that goes. Amen? But in general, we should be considerate toward others, knowing that God looks upon us with the same adoration that he does everyone else. Because pride will deceive us if we let it. We can think that everything revolves around us. Here's a quick little funny story for you to to drive the point home. There's a new nurse and she's she's working in a psych ward, okay, where crazy people are. You got that? She's making her rounds. She's checking on patients. So she, she goes into one room and she checks on the patient and she asks, how are you doing today? It's a lovely day. How are you doing? The patient says, that's no way to address me. What do you mean, replies the nurse. Uh, You should address someone of my stature with respect and humility, said the patient with an attitude. Oh, I should. And why is that, asked the nurse. Because I am the queen, the patient exclaimed. Really now, and who told you that? The nurse asked skeptically. God did, replied the patient. Did not, says the patient down the hall. Did you get that? Did that go over your head or you got it? Another crazy patient thinks they're God. God told me I did not because I think I'm God. That's why they're there in the psych ward. You know, we can find this humorous, but there's a stark truth in this story. At one point in our lives, we were our own God. We put ourselves on our own throne. We were calling our own shots. And and in some areas, you know, we still do. We still do, but... You know what? Paul is a real one because in verses 5 through 8, he points us to a man that we can look to. He points us to a standard. He points us to a man that we can put all of our hope in, all of our trust in, if we want to protect the joy between us. He says this, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Paul turns our eyes to Jesus as the standard. Jesus relinquished his equality with God. He gave up his divine privilege. He came down from a glorious place we all want to go to and became a slave where he would be mocked, ridiculed, slapped, spat on, lied about, whipped, scarred, and deserted. All to die a criminal's death to atone for our sin. You know, that has been and will forever be 
the most perfect example of humility that we'll ever know, ever see. See, Jesus has to be in the picture if we want to protect the joy with the ones we love, with each other. Because if he's not, we won't have love and we won't have fellowship. If we don't have humility, we won't have peace with each other. Even if you're the only one striving for joy in your relationships, let me tell you, don't give up. Don't ever let up. Because the most important joy we should always seek to protect is the one we have with Jesus Christ. That spurns the question, how are we doing in our own relationship with Christ? Are we protecting the joy there? We learn how to treat others by the way he treats us, with unconditional love, with grace and mercy, never ever giving up on us. So I ask the question, how are we doing in our relationship with Christ? Because as we walk life out with him, he'll teach us how to treat people because the way he's treated us, we can love because he first loved us. Without him, we are hopeless. We need him each and every day to consistently show us how to treat people, show us how to forgive. Hello, forgive. To not be full of bitterness just because someone has a different opinion than you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. That you comfort us. And from that comfort, we, we learn how to comfort. We learn everything from you, Jesus. Thank you for showing us how to treat others. By coming out of a place where you're top dog, you're, you're number one. You're living in glory. But you gave all of that up to come down for us. Where some, where some horrible things would be done to you. But you did it gladly so that we could have a relationship with you. I pray, Lord Father, that as we walk and hold hands with each other, that we look to you to teach us to protect the joy amongst us, to protect our relationships and not allow the enemy to drive a wedge between a brother or a sister. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for being so gracious and merciful. Now, if you're in here and 
if you've been listening to that message and you've been thinking about your own relationship with God, I want to give you an opportunity to enter into one. You've heard the message and maybe you feel far away. Maybe you feel lost. Maybe you need help. Is there anyone in here right now that wants to enter in into a relationship with Jesus Christ? I tell you right now, it's the best decision you'll ever make. He's the best friend you'll ever have. Is, it, is, is there anyone in here right now, if you would just simply raise your hand and I'll see you. We can pray together. I see you. I see you. Anyone else? I see you over there. All right, let's pray. Lord Father, I thank you. You can just, you, you can just piggyback off me. Lord Father, I thank you for what you did on the cross. I thank you for sending, Father, I thank you for sending your Son, Jesus Christ, to redeem me of my sin. I, I admit that I, I've done some things wrong that I've, I've sinned against you. But right now I'm making a choice to put you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and my Savior. I pray right now that you would come into my heart. Come into my heart and cut away anything that's dead. Bring new life into me. And I pray that you would help me each and every day from this moment forward to walk a new life with you. That you would teach me how to live. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give a clap, boy. Thank you. I just want to say the, to those who accepted Christ as, as their Lord and Savior, we, we, we just say, awesome. As the body of Christ, we say, we're so elated that you've joined our eternal family, that you've joined a prosperous and great kingdom. Now, if you, if you pray that prayer after service, if you could just make your way over to this table, we have a quick, I think we have a little book, one-to-one, -one, right? It's a little book that will help you start your foundations and your walk with Christ. Tell somebody. Tell somebody what God has done for you today. All right, let me, let me just pray. Lord, Father, as we go from this service, I pray that you would help us keep the joy in our relationships. Lord, Father, protect us throughout the week. Bless us. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm rising up with you, rising up with you, rising up with you, rising up with you. You take me high on the wings of your truth. Thank you, brother. Oh. Thank you.